0: I sense the presence of a greater evil.
1: Check, check. One, two. Okay. Is it recording? Good. Welcome to your reckoning, baby!
2: Hey, Scotty, what's up? I'm coming back. Oh, got a toot. Hold on.
0: The audio fun bag is brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. And now, we kick it.
3: The audio Fun Bag, Chapter 65, all brought to you by Norman's Electronics, NEIUSA.com, USA.com, restoring all of your audio and video equipment since 1721 uh, throughout Atlanta. And Hard Ice Vodka Freezies, which you can pick up in the battery over at Good Game. They're actually setting up right now. You can grab yourself a Hard Ice Vodka Freezy. Everyone's going to look at you and go, hey, that's pretty cool. Where'd you get it? And you can either say, I ain't going to tell you, or it's over at Good Game. It's your choice. Don't I mean, tell it, anybody. It, no, 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 no. Don't it tell empow- It empowers you. Because everyone's now looking at this giant, awesome thing of ice and vodka that has a really cool color to it. And I want one of those. You know, it's a Bourbon Street effect. Everyone wants to see the cup with the crazy drink and where to get it.
2: Is that the grenade? The, 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 hand, the, the, hand, the hand grenade? The hand grenade? That was the
3: one from Bar Rescue.
2: Oh, that's right. No, that was the turtle. Well, they had. That was
3: the difference in the two. They he basically replicated the previous one because he'd gotten run out of the previous place as an owner. So, listen, I'm... I'm pretty caught up on all my bar rescues.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to go there with you. You don't watch them that often? No, or? I watch them, but I wasn't going to do like trivia with you because you'll destroy me on that. You oh, know I, every
3: single one of them. I didn't mean to like,
2: No, it into no, like no, a no.
3: cockfighting fest of like who knows who knows more about bar rescue. Mine's bigger than yours. Speaking of. Um, we cockfighting? Well, I mean, kind of. We I uh,
2: never understood the purpose of it, by the way.
3: I will tell you that when we would go to South Texas. Oh, my God. You've been to a cockfight? No. Oh. But I would always ask my dad, hey, he had a, an uncle that lived in, in Pearsall, Texas. Uh, dirt poor, these people. Like they would heat their homes with like a tin. They would put you know different stuff in it and light it. Okay. This like dirt poor people. And so we would always, whatever we would hunt and kill, we would have process and we would drop it off to his family members. Um, they looked at my dad as he's the corporate one and we're the ones that are extremely poor. And so he would always help out.
2: How did you make? Not you specifically, but how do they make the cocks want to fight each other?
3: Okay. Because
2: dogs, I can see, they get angry. You don't feed them. You poke them with a stick when they're in a cage, and now let's fight. How do you make a cock angry? I don't
3: know, but I will say that I would ask my dad, why does your uncle or whoever it was, why does he have all these chickens in the backyard? And he would be like, oh, Oh yeah, he would have individual cages with them, and they would—that's what they would do
2: for sport. Were there certain chickens that were breeding chickens, and certain cocks that were fighting? They were—they were all for fighting, is why he had them. Is it weird? And they would stick
3: razors on them, from what I understand, and let them go at each other. No, Again, I, I had all this sort of stuff. I didn't. I found this out as a kid. On hunting trips, when we we're helping out very poor people in
2: South Texas. Hang on, you can't give them razors. That's cheating. That's like having brass knuckles in a fight. All I know is that somehow they make them really mad, and then they go at it. And they fight to the death, yes. or do they fight till one like taps out? Like is this UFC? No, no, you, you're it's until your cock dies. That's what happens interest and they bet on it
3: huh I guess they would I don't I don't know the intricacies of it I've never you sounded been to like
2: it. you knew what you were talking about this is
3: just what my old man would tell me that he, that this particular uncle was involved in I just was I don't know I just went okay like I never had any interest in it similar to dog fighting like there was never a point where I go that's right like that's the right thing to do I didn't grow up that way but I went oh I got like a really poor uncle who like, fights big old
2: roosters in, in South Texas. Are there other animals that we fight other than dogs and cocks? It's the only ones I can think of, really. That's it. I remember when I was in Jamaica on the honeymoon, the second one. Um, oh,
3: the the marriage that has been better.
2: Yes, yes. Well, yeah, we're like ten times longer than the other one. Um, they had hermit crab racing
3: on the beach. Oh, animal races. like they'll... There's uh, dog races and stuff like that, but there's no...
2: Yeah, but this was a hermit crab. Like That was cool, actually, because everybody was drinking and putting money down on stuff like that. But you wouldn't have a hermit crab fight another hermit crab, would you? Or cats? Could you have cat fighting?
3: No, I don't think they would really get all that aggressive on each other. So is it really just
2: chickens... And dogs? And dogs. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the only way. What would you like to watch if you got to watch one? Kangaroos. That's a great call! Because they
3: actually do box. I know they do. But I wouldn't also want to see them do it to the death. No, I kind of want gruesome. to see it
2: to the death, actually. Like, we've domesticated dogs, so I understand that. Yeah, that's a family
3: pet. But not a kangaroo. Well, I, like, I like ram fights when they show you on National Geographic. That's badass, too. When, when there's two animals that are going at it for the dominance of an era, like when the old lion and the the new young lion challenges him, I think that's pretty badass. But most of the time, all the time, for the most part, it's not to the death. Okay, it's, it's, I'm gonna mess you up,
2: and you know this is my territory. I want to take it a step further. Now you said like not kang- all boxing matches have to end with the other fighter dying. You said kangaroos, though. Now what if we gave them razor blades? That's kind of badass. Or like a, sa- a satchel of grenades, switchblades, something like
3: that. I don't know if their arms would be workable enough to do it.
2: Do you do? I think it's the hands I would be worried about that they couldn't actually hold, hold something yeah. like a like a razor blade. And we put, like, red bandanas on one of them. This would be so cool. Oh, the Crips and the Bloods. Yeah, but but kangaroos. Yes. It's a good idea. I'm very into this, and I'm okay with kangaroos fighting. Dogs, not so much. Kangaroos, I'm down with. Can we talk about a birthday? No, I'm still kind of into this animal thing. What, you
3: want to tr- still keep trying to think of different animals to, to <laughs> battle each other?
2: <laughs> kind of. Like why yes. don't you just
3: throw on battle bots and get it over with? I enjoy battle bots but there's not
2: death. Like they rebuild the machine But afterwards. they explode. It's kind of crazy with something some of the stuff that happens to them. I have so many battle bots by the way on my DVR right now. I it's See, the best just binge watching on a rainy day. What are you talking about? It's awesome. I'm just saying it doesn't surprise me. Says the guy that watches watches UFC UFC every weekend. How is it
3: any different? Because it appeals to you in a way that UFC appeals to me. I just know that yours is a little bit different. Yeah, because
2: eventually the machines are going to take over. And so at some point, I want them on my good side. You want to be friends with them? And I also want to know their weaknesses. Like, if you flip them over, they're like a turtle. They can't get back over. But some of them they can because they have the spring effect.
3: Let me tell you the problem you have. When the machines take over, they will not be impressed that you have battle bots That you have all of them stored (laughs) up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're going to know right away this man is not a friend to us. And you can claim, like, no, I'm Brian Hoyt. I've been your friend. I believe in the robots. And they're going to be like, no, you're not. And then they're going to deal with you. It'll be like the Terminator. Like, it'll show up. Never saw it. And it'll go look through all your, your BattleBot porn, your machine porn, and it'll realize it's not. you're not friends. You're not an ally. you got to go. Is that why he came back in time? Well, he wanted to change the future by editing the past. You've Wait. never seen The Predator? Or not The Predator. I watched The Predator actually the other day. You've no. never seen
2: The Terminator? Well, I haven't seen Predator either. But really? No, I've never seen Terminator.
3: Okay, right now on Hulu, you can watch Predator. Would you watch it tonight and do a book report with me? No,
2: I really don't want to because I'm into this John Grisham kind of thing right now. You're watching <laughs> John Grisham? You're watching all the Tom Clancy movies. Well, and John Grisham. We just oh, watched okay. Pelican, you watched the Pelican Brief, Reef, which okay. was John Grisham, and now I'm doing Clear... Or I just did Clear and Present Danger, which was your guy, Tom Clancy. I am fascinated by the idea that you walked in the door today and you said hey they're all Jack Ryan yeah I didn't know they were all Jack Ryans I thought Jack Ryan was just the guy from the office in the no, one on this, Amazon this is
3: the character of Jack Ryan I told you that you know there's an origin story that shadow recruit is Jack Ryan the 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 series on Amazon is like the a little bit of the beginning early part of Jack Ryan career how he how he starts kind of building up within the organization and then uh whether it's Hunt for Red October or Clear and Present Danger, all those are all Jack Ryans as well. I'm more into... Wait, Hunt for Red October was Jack Ryan? Yeah. Which one was he? That's Alec Baldwin. He's playing Jack Ryan. No. Yes. Now do you like it more? These things that you're figuring out. Adam. Shut up. Yeah, he's Jack Ryan. I did not and, know and, that. And at the time, remember, he's just a military analyst who has a belief in what Captain Ramius is going to do. And he. remember, he goes along with to this briefing and throws around an idea, and that's how he ends up in- involved in this entire series. So
2: in all of these books and or movies or shows, you're telling me this guy has never once been promoted, but all of his theories continue to become correct over and over and over again? No. He's, what happens is he starts
3: getting closer and closer, higher up the food chain, because more of his theories and what's going on geopolitically start to pan out correctly. So he's this military analyst who you know spent time in the Navy who now is starting to rise up to the point where by the time you watch Clear and Present
2: Danger... Harrison Ford is with the president and everything. He's now
3: in the Oval Office.
2: Okay. It all it's, makes sense now. It's so weird, though, because the most recent one that I watched, which was What's-His-Name from The Office, the guy that banged, That's the series. ...that banged Mary Poppins. Yeah, he starts at the ground level, too. So the, so the whole time circle throws yeah. me off. its They're not
3: all in sequential order unless you're just watching the films as far as... Going through Hunt for Red October and moving forward from there.
2: Wait, is he in The Sum of All Fears? That,
3: I believe, is Jack Ryan's character, although played by Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, yeah.
2: I am so thrown off by all of this. But
3: that one I don't care for. Like, I watched it and was like, eh. Yeah, it's not great. Eh, yeah, it's okay. I'm sorry, what did you want to talk about? Birthdays? Yeah, I to, let's finish up with this. Because I did have, look, I had Jack Ryan written right down here. No! I was going to bring it up with you. I jumped the gun, I'm sorry. We'll get into a little bit. Oh, by the way, in the third segment... Hoyt and I really worked on something yesterday, and I just want to air it again because I really liked our guy talk from yesterday of going through the music that we really liked and what we want to go see and how it's really hard to see some of these bands because of where they're getting to play. So we'll go through that in the third segment, but I want to finish off by letting the audience know about a birthday that we had this week. It's Matt Chernoff's birthday, and Matt came in. Seen his little listing on Facebook. Hey, we're right, birthday time. Yeah, it's great. And he comes in, starts talking about the birthday and leaving early, and we both wish him a happy birthday. And then we both realized, all right, he's having his party this Saturday. Do we need to get him a gift? And he just screamed no. Like, no gifts. Don't don't want to do a gift. But you and I decided we need to send him a gift anyway. Well, first off, a lot of this is on you because you're the one that's supposed to remember
2: birthdays around
3: here. I, I have a thing that reminds me – Typically for Matt and Chuck on my phone.
2: Okay. And you've always brought in cupcakes. That was when Chuck was eating sugar, things like that, cookie cakes, things like that. Booze, food. You, you didn't this time. And so I was unaware. I knew Chuck's birthday was in December because normally I'm off when Chuck's birthday happens. Yeah, you take the month off. I take three months off sometimes. Yeah, you sure did. Keep running your mouth. Um <laughs> but this is on you. I feel like we missed out on Matt's birthday until you decided to get him a gift. Didn't I make up for it though? You what? bought him. Anal lube. So
3: I went to Amazon.com. I looked up what I was looking up, and I showed you. It was the biggest bottle, and right across it just said anal lube. And then it's, it doesn't even say lubricant. Yeah, it, says it says anal lube. lube, and it explains it's for men, women, etc. cetera, uh, and it lists out, like, for that special time and that special place. and When she's this drunk must or, have or, this or, many drinks in order to use or you are matt um so the idea ends up becoming this what we end up doing is we end up sending this and i paid for the extra part gift wrapped so him and his wife get this gift at their house you're so lucky their kids didn't open it by the way what is an Alube? they open it up and it's wrapped up like a bottle of champagne.
2: <laughs> Josh, Josh comes running he's out looking like, oh, like wine. <laughs> he comes out looking like a bodybuilder. He's just got this glistening look to him. Why are you so oily? <laughs> I found the Anal lube.
3: And, and Matt opens it up and he's like, he's like, Oh, it's really nicely wrapped. This is really nice. It says happy birthday on it, everything. He opens it up and oh, F these guys. <laughs> Giant <laughs> bottle of anal lube. I
2: imagine that it was you know how you would wrap a wine bottle like in a nice bag. That, that's how and they, they did it. Oh, and you tie it on the top? Yeah, that's what it was. It was wrapped up very beautifully. Thank you, Amazon. Becky taking a corkscrew on that special night and she opens it and pops the cork. And oh, Matt, <laughs> this is not wine. This is. And as she told him,
3: yeah, it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> so so- if, if, hopefully
2: he'll post a picture of it at some point. As much as we know each other, like the four of us, you, me, Matt, and Chuck. There is an area that we don't really go into each other's bedroom. You just kind of broke, as Chuck would say, the fourth wall. Sure did. You went right into his bedroom. Sent him a a suggestion
3: based (laughs) off of what he wants. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it is. I hope Becky doesn't listen to this. All right, coming up next, we'll talk about a problem that's all over Atlanta, and hopefully it's over soon. That's next on the Audio Fun Bag Podcast.
2: Is this more anal lube talk? Are we out? Did someone hack into our pipeline of anal lube?
0: Follow The Podcast Park on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind-the-scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Podcast Park. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. Aren't you going through a divorce or something? You told me to bring it up.
3: This was an amazing tease. I, I can't say anymore.
2: going to be a lot of fun. Keenan and I and maybe kind of some of Keenan's buddies will be up there watching that second game. All
3: right, coming up on 10 o'clock when we
1: come back, uh, let's be honest. Growing up, it used to be the best day of the year. It used to be right at the top of your list. And the Falcon, oh, sorry. Uh, oh,
0: oh.
1: Now you could, oh, oh. And now you could argue no. that, uh, no, it's one of the worst.
3: <laughs> Sports Radio 680 no. The Fan. I need to hear all of that again. For, before you play it, my advice has always been: the audience doesn't know your tees. So let's say you, I've read the wrong one multiple times. Yeah, plenty of times. <laughs> right. I've read like, but just keep going. Like somebody in the car is not going.
4: Matt just wrote. He read the four thirty tees. What a dope! Hey, coming up next, Braves in the Super Bowl. We'll get your reaction. <laughs> you might as well say nobody. It. Nobody's listening.
2: Going to be a lot of fun. Keenan and I, and maybe kind of some of Keenan's buddies, will be up there watching that second game. All
1: right, coming up on ten o'clock when we come back. Uh, Let's be honest. Growing up, it used to be the best day of the year. It used to be right at the top of your list, and yeah, the Falcon. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, oh. Now you could, and now you could argue that uh, it's one of the worst. Does he
3: do a show alone? Sports Radio
1: 680.
4: The Fan.
3: Did you hear Sandra go back? There was a Sandra in there and I thought in the background I heard her ask, "Are
4: we on?" Hang on. You, did she ask that? Like did I I, I- want to hear this again and we'll listen to Sandra, but you are you are masterful at pulling the background sound. Do you remember the the Mike Tyson uh what was it? The Mike Tyson fight?
3: Oh lord, the oh, yeah. guy yeah, in
4: the corner yelling. I, I love listening to da-da. the stuff. The-
3: I hear you. I hear you. And the, I love the background. It's always the most underrated part of it. Let me hear this. Let me see if Sandra did Sandra say, "Are we
2: on?" Going to be a lot of fun. Keenan and I and maybe kind of some of Keenan's buddies will be up there. Watching that second game. Alright,
1: coming up on ten o'clock when we come back, uh let's be honest. Growing up it used to be the best day of the year. Right. It used to be right at the top of your list. And the Falcon I'm oh, sorry. Uh now you could <laughs> and now you could argue that uh
4: it's one of the worst. Not only <gasps> is there this giant spotlight oh, outside the studio, but every individual mic has this bright red light on it. Pretty good indicator. Bright red light. Good indicator. That's the audio fun. It's man. not like sub- <sighs> subdued lighting along the walkway at your house at night. Oh man. Where you can't really tell something. "Hey, is there a light on?" Yeah, this <laughs> Wait, let me hear it. on. Yeah, we are. We're on. That's why they hit our guts. And we're in carpet.
3: All right, Chuck's got cut. <laughs> audio fun bag chapter 65 the lube edition all brought to you by norman's electronics neiusa.com and hard ice vodka freezies for all your battery
2: for all your vintage lube all your lube needs so check, let's talk check about norman let's
3: talk about the uh, the challenge that's going on in atlanta right now is 45 of the state's gas stations are currently out of fuel um i don't know maybe i'm just used to this sort of stuff from dealing with the hurricane and Whenever there's, like, a anything out in the Gulf and they're, oh, it's going to head for this pipeline, I immediately go, all right, got to go get gas. So I did that with my wife the day before. Then I spent this morning going on gas, buddy, because I still had about a quarter tank. I was getting close. I know that because we're trying to get out of town, we're trying to get to Nashville this weekend.
2: Yeah, baby-making trip.
3: No, that would be a little difficult, I think. with um, someone
2: else's sperm.
3: I can practice. Um, but we're trying to get out of town, and I know I need gas to get there. So I made it a point to go fuel up. It took me to my second place. And what I've realized is this. Gas Buddy is your friend, but I kind of find it ridiculous the amount of people that are kind of freaking out because you went to go find it. And I think the biggest lesson is get off the beaten path. Don't try to go to a service station at a major
2: intersection. That's not where
3: you're going to get your fuel right now.
2: So— there was a li- well, there was a line yesterday when I got home, racetrack was out, and there was still a line, even though racetrack was out, I'm not sure what people were doing, maybe taquitos were on sale. My racetrack had a line yesterday, my
3: QT was out.
2: Um, and then I drive past Costco on my way home, and the Costco line was down past the railroad tracks, if you know where I live, that's weird, but. Yeah,
3: the wrong side of the tracks.
2: It's, <laughs> it's past the railroad tracks and everything else. It's like and south I- central of Atlanta. <laughs> And I immediately thank you. With a and three-car garage. It's amazing. He lives in the shittiest place, but he's got a three-car <laughs> garage. I text Lisa. I'm like, should I get gas? Because there's this manufactured idea that if I see everybody else wanting it, I, in my mind, for some reason, I'm like, do I need to go get this? If you walk by a restaurant and the line is out the door, you're like, damn, I got to get some pizza there.
3: What I talk about weeks ago about exclusivity, everyone starts saying, oh, there's a line. I better get into there. Because I want to make sure that I don't miss out.
2: And it causes this, this panic that goes over everybody. And so I'm like, should I go get this? And Lisa's like, I'm pretty sure they said the pipeline's going to be open tomorrow. So we should have gas by Friday. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm good. And I'm just going to let it go. Then I get drop Grayson off, drive past the Costco again. There is no line. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll see what's going on. There were two cars in line. But we all freaked out because toilet paper was out at Costco during the pandemic, and no one could get toilet paper. And we all freaked out because of gas and everything else. And oh, by the way, across the street, there's the shittiest Chevron station you've ever seen in your entire life. You're like, probably going to get mugged if I go in there. Nobody's in line. They have plenty of gas there. So
3: the two places that are right off of 400 and McFarlane, that's one of my exits that I'll go to every now and then, they totally cleaned out on gas. Half a mile down the road and on the left, so you actually have to venture down a street that not a lot of people are on, plenty of gas. I waited five minutes. I pulled in, and the only reason I even waited five minutes is because I didn't kind of understand how that line was going and where to get to. But I pulled in right behind uh, a, a car. A guy was finishing up fueling. Within two minutes, I was riding in
2: there, got my gas, and left. It's not, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I do remember being in college. We were talking with Joe him about this in the bullpen. I remember being in college and paying over $10 a gallon for gas after Katrina happened, 2007, right around there, 2006, 2007. Ask Graff, he knows. Up in Ath. He moved to Atlanta, he would remember. He moved to Atlanta because he lost everything, Lowe's. Yeah, I know. Lost everything he had. Moment of silence for Graf and his everything. You know his dog died in the
3: hurricane. Okay, we're good there.
2: Okay. I don't think he had a dog or died, but it made the story feel that much better. We
3: have a friend who recently lost
2: an animal. Oh, don't bring that up. I'm just saying. Anyways, my point is. Might have to send out more lube. (laughs) Sorry, your cat died. Here's (laughs) more lube. Here's lube. You're a terrible person. Anyways, are you at the point now you have a frequent lube card? (laughs) Buy 10, get the 11th jug free.
3: <laughs> I did warn my wife. I go, hey, you might see a purchase on Amazon purchases. Just know that I sent it to Matt's house and it's anal lube.
2: Well, you can buy sex toys and sex stuff on Amazon now. You know this. You messed up by putting it on David Dickey's account. That was an
3: accident. And you know that. Let's finish up the gas conversation. Okay. Then we can tell that story.
2: Um, It's just one of those things where you create this demand, this this need for, and everybody wants it. But it leads to my question. This is a lot deeper. Maybe we are too reliant on gas, I guess. If you can, if one hacker can shut down the entire East Coast or cause people to panic for two or three days, maybe we are too reliant on this stuff. Does that make sense?
3: I will say that I now have a deeper experience for supply chain management and what's going on in this world right now.
2: It also goes back to, like, think of Texas a couple months ago or a month ago With when they froze issue. out. Correct. So I, I bring this up because... We can't live off the grid. So I
3: made a new car purchase. I bought a new car over the weekend. Prius. No, that would have been actually kind of funny if I was like, oh, look, I just got a Prius. And now everybody's <laughs> out of gas. Uh, no, I went with it, my regular car. I got a Nissan Murano. I traded it, and I got another Nissan Murano. That's that's just kind of my comfort vehicle of choice right now. So when I was buying it, the sales guy was telling me about the shortage on used vehicles and new vehicles. And I was like, well, why? And I'm thinking, like, this is his way to set me up for what he wants to do pricing-wise. He goes, well, so many of our vehicles are now so dependent on microchips he goes, we don't have enough right now. So, what's happened is because there's not enough new vehicles out there, because there's not enough new microchips, you know, the same issue we've been is talking about. Is this the in PlayStation the issue? Same one. The cars are having it too. So, now the used car market has exploded because people can't get a hold of new cars. So, they're trying to find used cars. So, then when you tell me about gas issues and PlayStation 5s and everything else and how it all starts connecting, yeah, like I've. I, I pretty much was like, yeah, I'm going to go fuel up my car because I think this is what's going to happen now that pipeline shut down. It's all connected. And in and, and ways where you don't have as much inventory as you think you do, the consumer, because it's expensive to carry inventory, excess inventory. So they have just enough to take care of you and your needs for the time being. But if you decide to panic and freak out, which is entirely on them, it's entirely on the government and entirely their, or their fault, you need to go ahead and make sure and go get your stuff. It's like a run on banks. Does yeah. that all make sense now that I explained the microchip issue tied to the gas issue tied to everything else? Nope.
2: I'm not doing well right now. Oh, are you? Is that because of what you just did a minute ago? Yeah.
3: You want to tell the audience about not it? Not really. Are you going to pop?
2: I'm going to throw up. Well, there's a trash can right there. I know. So, oh, oh. I don't think I was supposed to swallow this. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm.
3: Have you tried it before?
2: No. I'm out of... Grizzly.
3: Do you want me to describe to the audience what you have, or do you want to?
2: It's called Velo Max, and it's like nicotine patches, but I thought you just swallowed what you were. Uh, it, there's no tobacco in it, and so that's like the good thing. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail us. I feel like I'm going to throw up. No, you look
3: suddenly like you were green, like you were going to throw up. Yeah. Um, oh, this is interesting.
2: Um, look, it looks like cocaine in a pouch, basically. It, it might be It's cut. like white. Yeah. But it's nicotine. I don't know. But anyways, whatever it
3: is, you're not supposed to swallow it. Don't swallow it. I'm
2: gonna keep spitting now. Um, oh, yeah. gross. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> There's a bubble in my throat. It might happen. Yeah. You,
3: you want me to take a break so you can throw up and get it over with? Yeah,
2: we can talk about something else in a second. I'm taking a break.
3: Wow, that's pretty nasty. All right, we're gonna take a break, I'm and when sorry. we come back, Hoyt, after he finishes throwing up, we're gonna get into some of our. Well, the music of our past that we would like to
0: have as part of our future.
3: That's coming up next right here on the Audio Fun Bag.
0: The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy. Celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. Looks like the sun is coming up, Chuck. Shades on in Dark Club.
3: We have to introduce a new animal because we don't do Chuck Dolphin anymore. <laughs> that didn't stop. I thought, yeah, I thought we we thought put the Chuck Dolphin to rest. Chuck Dolphin's put to rest. It's an oh, endangered species. But we do have a new animal now. Chuck Siegel. What? We have a question Charles has for anyone criticizing Cam after the Super Bowl.
4: Yeah. When did Cam ever set an expectation for your idea of class? Go back. All right. So, a question Charles
3: has for anyone criticizing Cam after the Super Bowl.
4: Yeah. When did Cam ever set an expectation for your idea of class? What are you doing that before the show, this somehow leads to these. these, Oh, my God. That sounded like. Oh, that's painful. That didn't happen. That did. Oh, it did. That's.
3: Oh wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Here, just, just throw an alka up there or the something. The second it happened, the three of us all looked at each other and said, did that just happen? It did. <laughs> it happened. That thing, the Chuck Dolphin is now gone, and we meet? Chuck Siegel. Chuck Siegel is now here. Star <laughs> of stage and screen, Chuck <laughs> Siegel.
2: Like, Google, are you supposed to swallow velo? Audio Fun Bag,
3: Chapter 65, all brought to you by Hard Ice, Vodka Freezies, and Norman's Electronics, NEIUSA.com, and not at all brought to you or endorsed by Velo.
2: It says, keep the pouch between your gum and lip for a minimum of five minutes and a maximum of 60 minutes. What does it say after that? Uh, Do not swallow it. There wow. we go. Wow. I figured out the issue. Man. Sorry. I apologize.
3: Well, I didn't. I wasn't rolling because I was editing the previous segment. And then I hear, because the microphone was on, the... Ah! <laughs> I was like, oh,
2: no. Yeah, he wasn't was, kidding. He's really going. That was death coming up. I apologize. That's yeah. the first time I've thrown up on the podcast, though. That's a first. That is a first. Do we have to restart the count now? Of, like, how
3: many podcasts without throw-ups and <laughs> now back to one? <laughs> That's now the number? Holy. Days without incident? Back to one. Hoyt had a throw-up.
2: Holy God. You've thrown up before, though, when you've been in studio. I've never thrown up. I've done the poo-poo. Yes. I've done the pee-pee in the studio. I've had two throw-ups. Yeah, you've had two throw-ups. Kincaid had one throw-up on air in the studio. That's not bad it. over 10 years, though. That was 20 years. Oh, you're talking about for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I had, it, w-
3: and it was at the previous building, so it was more than four years ago. And I had had a burger that made me sick. See, that's why you stopped eating meat. And I went, and the funny part was I was, you know when your boss, like you try and fool your boss into thinking like you're sick. Maybe they'll let you go home. Yeah, I don't feel well. They're going to let you go home. So I go to use the restroom. I walk in there, and our boss, Scotty Mack, was in there. And he's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, not feeling great. And then I begin throwing up all in the toilet. And you just hear this meek kind of like trying to be friendly about it but trying to get an answer, you know, kind of management thing. Just goes, you want me to call somebody? <laughs> like, you know, like somebody's got to come in to work for you. Honey. Like, like, do you, do you, I think you need to go home. I was like, oh, I'm gonna go home. Can I went I, home. Can I hold your hair back? My wife and my daughters were out of town. So that was just me. And the food poisoning was so violent that anytime I tried to drink water, I would go throw that up too. And I did that for about six hours before Ugh. I finally like got some rest, was able to start taking in some stuff. The only other time was a couple months back when, what was it that I had? My wife told me, she was like, you're supposed to probably take this with this. I, I was taking a medication, and... You were drinking? No, I was here.
2: Oh, okay, never mind.
3: But, well, ap- but apparently she said that for that particular medication, you need to take, I don't know what they call it, something that...
2: Oh, something on your it. stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: that's what was bothering my stomach because of the medication. So and she was right, because then when I took it and took
2: the medication, I was fine. But that day... Oh, I I'll puke. There's nothing like a good food poisoning that'll lose just a little bit of weight, like right before beach season comes around. Drop like
3: four pounds. You're like, oh man, that's so awesome. Look at me.
2: I know I go through this quite often, but I just With kind the whole of weight bounding, bouncing. Yeah, forward. bouncing up and down and up and up and up and, and up. and Where are you
3: down now to? Because
2: <laughs> what are I know you down to. I know you
3: were eating salads and stuff. Thanks
2: for phrasing it that way. Well, you
3: are. You've been you've been healthy
2: eating. No, I haven't. I haven't been eating. Remember, we went oh, over this last week. you haven't been eating. That's been the problem. That's the. Oh, so last night. I woke up at 1, never went back to sleep. That's when I watched Clear and Present Danger. But at like 4 in the morning, I had a thing of ramen, a steak, a twice-baked potato, and a bag of chips.
3: It actually says right there on my sheet. See that?
2: Hoyt doesn't sleep. Oh, see, th- that was on there. Yeah, it was uh, on there. I got yeah, all sorts of good stuff. But I got I, – I'm, I'm getting big and fat. But I was thinking, and I know I do this all the time, maybe, just maybe, I need to lose weight before we do our Clemson trip. It'll be the first time everybody's seen Hoyt in, like, a year and a half. You can bounce it back. And everybody's like, oh, my God, he's lost so much weight. He looks good. Maybe COVID, like, took the 50 pounds off of him. Maybe it was the sabbatical or whatever. You do realize. Because there's this running joke that Hoyt's, like, super – Like, people see me and they're like, oh, my God, you're not 350 pounds. Right. For some reason, everyone thinks that
3: you're pushing, like, 250, 300. That's not the case. You're just carrying around a bunch of like
2: happy weight, just stuff you've been like. I'm just going to do that again. I graduated high school at 124, and so that, that's in, you can't stay anywhere near that. No, but any anybody that graduates in a small at that point, that any weight you put on, people are like, "Oh, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat." So yes, in my mind, I could be 160, and I would think I'm fat. I'm not 160. I know you made that look with your eyes. No,
3: I'm, I'm just pondering like, okay, because I, I when I graduated, I was 165. That was my graduation weight. Which uh, is a
2: great weight. That's high school? That was high school. That's a fantastic weight to be at, 124? You're You're, small. You're anemic. Yeah, you're very small. And
3: then when I finished up playing college baseball, I was 195. So that was the
2: weight I had to put on to compete at that level, and now I've, I've dropped it back down. Does it make sense now why I told you I've never put up a 45 on each end of the bar?
3: It does at 125. Yes, it does. Thank you. Because you, at that point, are basically benching 135 pounds, which isn't a ton, but it is 10 pounds more than your
2: body weight. Thank you. Now you understand. And, oh, by the way, who goes in and does bench press anymore? At, like, 40? Does anybody get in the gym and do bench press? Jelani. Okay, other than Nick and Zinno. Zeno, I was about to say, it's the only two. But nobody does that. You do other things. Hell, people do curls all the time, and I see curls and fine. You do that. Nobody does bench press. Be- One of two reasons. One, nobody give, does give, it. Give my reason. One, nobody. your shoulder right. is it's, screwed it's already up. already torn anyway. Two, who wants to be the guy? Hey, can I get a spot over here? Hey, can you help me out? Does bench I put press. a 35 on each end? Can you spot me
3: over here, please? So if we did put a 45 on each end... No, I'd be crushed. If we went to Pepper Boxing, do you think you could do one rep? No, absolutely not. At 135? No, and it's... it's. But more... you're
2: much bigger and stronger now. No, I'm much bigger now. The
3: you've got to be hasn't... strong. No, you've got to have dad strength at <laughs> this point.
2: You <laughs> okay. have to. If 135 pounds fell on my son, yes, I could bench it. If it was just me with a bar, no, I can't do it. You realize how many times you pick up your kids? Like, you start building dad strength from that I'm telling you, we go there right now. I can't do it, and it's one of the things that I would like to do. Being able to run the peach tree out of nowhere, you know what? That was kind of cool to cross off my list. Like I didn't cool. train for this, and I did it, and I did it in an hour, whatever. Dude, I'm having a smoke and a drink. Exactly. While I'm doing it. I want to be able to bench press once a 45 on each end. Okay. The problem is, though, you have to build up to. Like with anything, you have to right, build your to tolerance build up. up. Right. You have to build up. I don't want to be the fucker who's got a 25 on each end? He's like 40 years old and has a 25 on each end because I'm trying to build it. You know how demoralizing
3: that is? Can I tell you the the best way to go about this?
2: To do it in in the privacy of your own home where no one can judge you? There's that as an option, but
3: what I would say is you make it very clear, hey, I'm working back from a shoulder injury. I'm taking it a little slow. Who am I telling
2: that to? Everybody in the gym. Do I stand up on on the bench and make an excuse me, everyone? I had a shoulder injury. No. That's why I look like a puss right now. I want you. I want you to
3: describe for the audience. I want you to watch me. Okay. I'm going to show you how to do this. You ready?
2: Now he's taking the headphones off. He's standing up. Oh, oh. He's stretching the shoulder out. He's milking it a little bit. You look. You look constipated. Now your shoulder is over you're, all right, he's wringing it out. He's wringing his arm out. Okay, now he's now he's getting down on the bench. Oh, he's pushing. Oh, no, he did the shoulder thing again. The gym is the...
3: You draw w- attention to the fact that the shoulder is not right before you... Even if the shoulder is
2: 100% fine. The gym is the one place I have always felt the least comfortable in the entire world and that everybody is in there judging me. And I don't think that's the case anymore. What is it? Is it... Planet Fitness, it says judgment-free zone or whatever. Oh, everybody's judging. Fatty's welcome.
3: I'm judging everyone.
2: <laughs> I think it always goes back to, though, in high school, I always thought everyone in the weight room was judging me, and so I'd just pretend like I knew what I was doing and just go along that way. I will just tell
3: you, I have two trainer friends. Uh, one used to be my neighbor's, moved to Florida. Another guy that I see on a regular basis.
2: Are they into uh, CrossFit?
3: Uh, no, they're they're just they're adults that are healthy. Okay. I'd say they're not, like, you know, ripped or crazy or anything else. You would just say hey, that's an older dude who's in good shape. That's how they both are. One of them would always go, yeah, saw Buck yesterday. He kind of got on the treadmill for about five minutes and just kind of like looked at it for a while and <laughs> read the paper, and then he left. And they would tell me this every single time, and I'm like, yeah, I see Buck at work. It's totally cool. But they would be sitting there judging Buck for a very laid back act. Yeah, I that know. That sucks. They would do it all the time to me. I was like, first off, I'm
2: not his trainer. I ain't in charge of Buck, and whatever he chooses to come in here and do or not is entirely on him. But you realize people are trying to go there to be healthy, and all you're doing is judging them and making them not want to come back. Like, if that got back to Buck, guess what? Buck's not going to that gym anymore. Or he's
3: busting it for 30 minutes no, on
2: that treadmill. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> I I just, I just know that's how it works. I would that. like to throw up a 45 on each side one day before I die which is probably going to be soon. Let's go to pepper boxing. No, I'm not going to do it in front of you and make a fool of myself. They have a whole setup over
3: there. I will I will reach out to them ahead of time. There's going to be chicks next to me doing 245s. Honestly, I was a little bit intimidated by the female instructor that we had during the boxing class. She was an animal. Like she was so fast and so good and all I thought to myself was I want to be like her when I grow up. <laughs> Cause she was like lightning. Now I've gotten better. I'm faster. Uh, everything's improved. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be Laura. I want to be Laura, the kick-ass <laughs> trainer who's like, like,
2: not the president, not an astronaut. I want to be Laura let over me, there. I'll, I'll
3: point out this for the audience. Laura, I like your butch haircut. So I know she she was regular beautiful woman who was a terminator. <laughs> like when we talk about like that woman would kill you, she would kill either one of us. What I would say is that I'd only been doing at the time like doing my fight camp stuff. I'd only been doing it the most 30 minute exercises and it it starts to build. Like by the end, I now go to 45 minutes and things like that. And then, you know, you, you finish off like a five minute after that. But that class was 50 minutes. Dude, we hit 30 minutes and I thought about like, I'm throwing up, I'm tapping out. I can't handle another 20 minutes of this. I was on fumes the entire time looking at Laura going, You are a goddess right now to me. See, again, when it comes to
2: endurance, I think that's a mental thing and I can push through it. When it comes to 135, is it 135? 135. When it comes to 135, that's pure strength. And if your body wants to put it up, it's going to put it up. If it doesn't, I'm the idiot in there trying to push a weight off me. I'll help you. I'll spot you. I don't want to be spotted with 135 on the bar. That's the most embarrassing part.
3: Let's go over and do it. If I get us access. No. What if we did the podcast from there?
2: No. God, no. You wouldn't want to record from over no, there? No, because then you're going to record me making a noise
3: trying to put up 135. I would only want two things in this world. I, I would want I would want the noise of you trying to do that and the noise of you throwing up. Those are the two that I wish I, like, I had it and I could celebrate it.
2: Yeah. Again, that's my point. I have it and I can celebrate it. <laughs> you're judging me just like every other skinny person or weightlifter or whatever judges all of us in a judgment-free zone. I'm tired of it. All right.
3: I'm going to play this right now. Don't play anything. We got a chance to go through our summer music list of the bands that, that from our past that we would like to see again and where they're playing right now. That's what we did
0: as a Guy Talk. <laughs> it's time for Guy Talk. Presented by Davis Window and Door. If you're looking for custom windows, then you need to contact the experts at Davis Window and Door at daviswin.com. Hi, los. So we had a discussion
3: yesterday. Well, this was actually in the back. I had to break it up between Los and Hoyt. It was an argument because once it turns into music, Hoyt always alleges and accuses Los of becoming snobby music guy. Well, he knows I know more, but he also likes more popular stuff. And then Los screams back at him that Hoyt likes garbage music that only sixteen-year-old girls like. So then it just escalates from there. So then it got to the point where like Los's his uh, point on his music being
4: better is his bands can be found now playing out somewhere this summer in a concert series. They've had longer legs than some of Hoyt's acts.
3: Well, but there are some acts that Hoyt likes that are still able to do arenas right, right now. Like, that's that's how large they are. Does that back up no, that he likes like, good music but, then in his mind? But what I'm saying, though, is that 20, 25 years down the road or five years down the road, can they still pack a house?
2: Mm-hmm. They don't need to. They've made their money already because right. they were so popular. Brother, it doesn't work that way in music anymore. You have
3: to play live shows. You don't make anything oh, no, no, off no, no, anything no, no. else. Excuse me.
4: Eagle Eye Cherry is living the large life right now. I'm i'm sure tonight. That, that one hit 20 years ago. Uh-huh. Still getting paid, right, Hoyt? No, he's not.
3: So we brought up the idea of tell me who you want to see and let's see where they're playing. For instance, Chuck asked about this band.
2: in a one-hit wonder. They had two hits.
3: They had two hits. It was Happy, and there was that other one. (laughs) But you know when Sister Hazel plays this song, everybody smiles, right? Takes you back somewhere. Ken, uh, who's the lead singer? Ken Block. We had him in studio
4: with us one time. Very nice guy. Give us some tickets, went and watched his show, yeah.
3: So you have options with this. Okay. If you've got a little bit of coin, you got a little bit of time, and you don't mind being in Villa Rica on June 12th, the Mill Amphitheater... (laughs) You can go see Sister Hazel on, uh, in one month from today. Maybe. Is there a price? Uh, did you see a price point?
4: Uh, oh hell, you're thinking about it. Oh, I've seen
3: them in, in concert. I enjoy. I enjoy Sister Hazel. Let me see. On sale right now. You can get in the door for. 30 35 bucks and, well, Hoyt, why are you shaking your head no? You're too good for Sister
2: Hazel? Is that what you're doing? When they're done with this, what do they play? I'm telling you, there's another song that I can't think of. There's yeah,
4: and then they come back and they play the acoustic of this. Oh, you break it down. But you know what they do? They do a lot of covers, actually. They're just a fun band. Yeah. And then the encore, acapella. That's right. Break, break it down. down. But Even I like further. how Hoyt, by the way, now is judging other people's musical well, choices. So, so
3: let's talk about some of Hoyt's, because this one band... Let's see. Their biggest album was Anenema of the State, like in 1995, mm-hmm. maybe 98. This is Blink-182. And if you're looking to find Blink-182, right? you have right now one date on the calendar. Well, July
2: 2nd. We're in a pandemic, Lowe.
3: <laughs> Friday, 730, July 2nd, the American Family Insurance Amphitheater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The Summerfest Grounds. They'll be playing Summerfest. Okay, yeah,
4: I was about to say they're not playing it. They're on a bill with like twelve
3: Summerfest. I'm gonna look
4: up Summerfest right now, and there are like fifteen bands from the '90s. Like if you see the big hangout in Gulf Shores, it's like 75 acts at that. Which are all again. That's again. I think I saw Sister Hazel when they played with like Hootie and the Blowfish yeah. and like six other bands. I uh, believe
2: their drummer is hooking up with a Kardashian too, so he's a little busy. You know what? That doesn't you know make him
3: exclusive. Uh, Luke Bryan is playing on that Summerfest tour chance the rapper will be there. Cheryl Crow. She Ooh. plays a lot of the festivals. Jonas yeah. Brothers, Chris Stapleton will be there, Zach Brown band. Mm-hmm. Looks like a pretty big one on that one. How about this too? They have one other date that is still says to be announced where they are obligated to play in El Paso, Texas, the Don Haskins Center. Oh, good for Don, huh? That's good old Blink it's 182 the minor center.
0: Is that the pit?
4: Yes, <laughs> so. Um Yeah, I, I bet there are like 3. This is Blink-182? That was Blink-182. There's there's three Blink-182s touring around right now. Like, the bassist has three backup guys, the lead singer has some musicians, and then the drummer tries to pull it off, you too. You know what, put some respect on
3: Blink-182's name. How dare you? Let's bring up some longevity. All right. In sync. They have one date currently listed. Well, I will agree with what of on, I one. bet they it's money. Really, they don't have to
4: tour. Yeah, I bet it is a private party in its bank, isn't it? This is what's listed for
3: them on Ticketmaster. January 1st. 2039 legion field stadium birmingham alabama for some reason they're signed up to do some random show in 2039 what is it like the home and away I, schedule for i have no college I- football team? i have no idea that's what's listed there so they're going to play the home game and then they're going to go back the next year in la yeah the
4: blazers will play them in california
3: now i will bring up another band that actually has some more dates but, but back up for one second Let, let's be clear it's in sync without justin timberlake
4: right yeah and, and here's one other thing i got a buddy of mine owns an, an events company here in atlanta and at a hotel or the tabernacle, he'll have like a company reception. And then Huey Lewis or Lionel Richie will sing just. So that's where a lot of the individuals, they still make their money. They'll go sing to 200 people for 100 grand or something. Absolutely, yeah, not,
3: a, not a public show, but no. yeah, they're going to make their money on a private. Yep. How about this band that actually has dates? Again, another Hoyt one. <laughs> Backstreet has a DNA World Tour 2022 <laughs> All right. starting off in... Chula Vista, California. Yeah, but
4: that's not, that's like me saying Elton John. Oh, he's booked. Wow. Of course, backstreet boys are booked. If they want to work, they'll always work. Wait,
3: have you seen them in in concert? Twice. All right. They do good work. They will play in Auburn, Washington, uh, Ah. Homedale, New Jersey, Mansfield, Massachusetts, and Sioux Falls, uh, South Dakota. I'm not judging because I think I saw them on the same bill with Boys to Men. When they came through town last time, so Gwinnett, you know, uh, I thought it was State Farm, but I could be wrong. All right, how about this one? Now, this one I would go see because I hear it's a good show. Kid Rock has dates. Imagine that crowd. He's got two on the calendar for this summer. All right, without Joe C. Of course not. He's passed away a long time He's ago. Gone. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> homage. So, Small urn on the stage. <laughs> Set Small it on earn. the marshal as opposed to the big urn. <laughs> August 8th, <laughs> Buffalo Chip, Sturgis, South Dakota. And also, this is where you start to see a lot of these acts too. Soaring Eagle Casino in Michigan. Yes. Oh no. Well he's now yes. he's from Michigan, so that's a local one. The Sturgis thing, he probably does it for the bike right, you know, the bike. Right, it's the bike right up there, right? Yeah. But that's the crazy part is how many of these acts they're still finding money in the casino tours. Good. All over the country, mm-hmm. the casino tours. How about this band? <laughs> Limp Biscuit. Yeah, Hoyt's <laughs> so happy. All Fred right. Durst is still touring, huh? They're working. Sort of. So they have. What a horrible band. One upcoming date that I would note as far as like close to us. Okay. September 9th, Danville, Virginia. Chuck, you want a road trip? The no. Blue, Ra- uh, Blue Ridge Rock Festival. But, and here's the fun one. If you want to do the big show, July 14th in Cadet, Wisconsin, it's the Rockfest yeah. Festival, which as Hoyt's looking at it right now, Hoyt looked at it and he goes, who's on the bill? He goes, oh, look, the Foo Fighters are playing. And I looked at it, I go, no, you moron, that says Fool Fighters.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: Guess who else? He said, he goes, and look, Nirvana.
4: No. Okay, that'd be tough, Hoyt. Hoyt, who
3: was actually playing there? Nivrana Nirvana. <laughs> But wait, wait, let's stop this. Let's stop for a second. Wait, Why wouldn't Nirvana be able to play in that show?
2: Because Kurt Cobain's dead. And? The l- drummer is with Foo Fighters. There we go. Or All the right. Fool Fighters.
3: This is what I've had to do <laughs> now. Foo Fool Fighters. But this is like one of those shows where you get like Rob Zombie. Oh, yeah. Stayed. Yep. Snoop Dogg's actually playing this show. Right, so there are some headliners to it. All right. Let's move over to a couple of the ones that I booked tickets for it yesterday. That's now my thing. I'm going to go see... Dave Matthews. DMB. Band, All right. They're still playing regular amphitheater shows of 10,000 people. Really? So, yeah, they're still. And again, I haven't seen them in probably 15 years. See, that's the trick. So the Dave Matthews band has grown up and aged with them. So instead of when I went in 1997 and everybody was like 23 or you know 22, now you're going to see a bunch of 40-year-olds. It's the same thing that happens with the Backstreet crowd or the sync crowd. You grow with the band. Yeah, the hair, you is, age.
4: the hair is just as long. It just starts further back on your dome. Yeah, the tramp stamp on the back is a little bit higher than it was before. and spread out yeah, more. Yeah, the wings on it dip. Yeah, A little, little
3: faded. Yeah. Or there's this band, and this is probably my favorite, Better Than Ezra. Better Than Ezra is playing. They're all in the casino group now. Let's see. Uh, Black Waters Casino in Iowa. Uh, Ocean Hall and Casino Resort, Atlantic City, New Jersey. Let's go. Hampton Beach Casino, Hampton Beach, New Hampshire. And then they'll do their regular summer tours (laughs) where they'll show everywhere, including uh, Pilgrim uh, Pilgrim Press. You've got bills to pay. These bands haven't toured in a year. Right. Like, there has not been one shred of touring in a full calendar year. I don't care how much money you got. The drummer and the bassist for Better need they didn't pay the light bill. Well, you know who else this applies to, because they're touring along with this band, Collective Soul. And them, two are together on this tour. They're from all these different places, isn't that right? What's that? From Morrow. Yeah, they're local. They're local band. What's his name? Lead singer is uh, yeah, Ken Rollins. Local Ed Rollins or Ed Rollins, yeah, local. So I also started trying to think about what about a band that I really liked uh, twenty some years ago and wanted to find them playing somewhere. I had to look everywhere. You guys remember the Toadies? This was a huge song in, like, 95. Possum Kingdom. This song
4: is about using cocaine. It's it's not. It's actually a a song about rape. It's a... Well, that's a lot better. Okay.
3: No, did, has oh, anyone man. ever listened to the song? What? Wait, let me hear this again. What? At the time, there was a, a serial rapist oh, that was working on. around Possum Kingdom Lake. Oh, wow. And so this entire song is like an emulate what he was thinking. Interesting. Yeah, and go. everyone's singing it and rocking it on radio stations they didn't realize what they were singing about and what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Next time you listen to it, listen to it from that way. Okay. That's why I
2: listen to Backstreet. Yeah, you do.
3: Uh, they have one date. August 28th. Austin,
4: Texas, Bat Fest. B-A-T, Bat Fest. There's a chance that they're just getting whatever the gate is. So have you guys seen the uh, full? Like, I, the, 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 whoever owns it will take the concession and the parking. We'll give you the $8 at the gate.
3: So the uh, concert full concert list for Amer- uh, Ameris Bank Amphitheater where Los is going to see Dave Matthews is out. So you've got Sticks and Collective Soul coming June 18th. Chicago June 30th. Brad Paisley, July 24th. DMB, as Low said. Then you have Fish. Fish is going to play a couple of shows because you can't just have one Fish show. Then you're going to have Rod Stewart, August 13th. Alanis
4: set, August the 20th. Going, going. Why is Rod Stewart touring? He makes money doing it. Gets cash, baby. He's got money. He's been through a bunch of divorces, too. I wonder. He still has money. So then it's going to maybe just. like. he the, wrote some of his stuff, now. too. Is
3: there anything better than the ego of being on a stage and having thousands of people not. screaming for you? That's not bad. Uh, Chris Stapleton, then Hall and & Oates, and then uh, 105 Fest, and then Need to Breathe. So a full calendar of uh, Ameris Bank right there. A couple more. How about Pearl Jam? Now we get into the bigger acts that can still pack everywhere. Yes, let's go. Okay, right now we've only got a handful of dates. Some of them were canceled. They had two in Belgium, one in the Netherlands, one in Sweden. Don't doubt it at all. They have an outdoor show at Lollapalooza in France on July 17th. And then they don't make it back to the States until September
4: 24th. they in could, California. They could decide, hey, we want to play where? Here? All right, well, books, it doesn't matter. The they one could...
3: show that that if you ever had your chance to go to that I missed, that every Pearl Jam fans was the Wrigley Field Show, was one of the greats they've ever seen.
4: Aren't they, uh, what, Mookie Blaylock fans? They were yeah. the Mookie Blaylock band when they started. That's why 10, the album 10 right. for Pearl Jam, they were Mookie Blaylock.
3: Now, yeah. how about this? Tour dates for the Foo Fighters. All right, they will be hitting the road starting in June. Lo, so you Foo for life. I do like that. <laughs> they're overseas to start with. They're all through France on a lot of these uh, shows. You do have them playing Bonnaroo in September. So you will get them in Tennessee. Outside of that, that's their only American date right now. Because they're choosing not to. Because they don't have to. Oh. I heard Grohl, though, on Stern. He's like, Jones and to get back on the road. So Chuck asked why. why? I said the ego part of it. Some of these bands don't know what to do with themselves when they're not on the road. That lifestyle is what you become used to after a while. Well, you write music, you record music, and then you want to perform music, and you're not getting to do the last one. Plus, they've all been home for so long, their families want them the hell out of the house. And, <laughs> and the final one that you asked about, Matt, huh. and I saw them play a few years at Chastain, Counting Crows. They don't have any dates right now. Oh, and that's one of those That's one of those groups, though. Yeah. Oh, I get go some dates going. Yeah, go see him again. I've seen him live before. I would do it. No, oh, like Hoyt rolling his eyes at Counting. What's wrong with Counting Crows? Do you know what the lead singer Adam Duritz has done that you haven't? Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston. He's gotten half of. Well, he got two
2: uh,
4: two thirds of friends. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got? This show. That's all you got. But see, Like if they wanted dates, I promise you they could be booked. Not of at course. like Mandalay or Bellagio, but they could be at. Um, Monte Carlo, but they, al- but they
3: would also be here at a Maris Bank, or they'd be here at. Yeah. uh
4: you they, know, they can still
3: see, do the, the up to cool. ten thousand.
4: I want to know where Busta Rhymes is playing. All right, that's. I want to know if it's a twelve dollar ticket or a fifteen. I want to know where Edwin McCain last played. No, hang on. I want to know where Edwin McCain last played. Where he sang. I bet you he's playing guitar for somebody. Buster Rhyme tour dates. I'm glad you asked.
3: <laughs> Barclay Center, September 24th. He's playing Barclay Center? What? He's April Fool's comedy show. Comedy uh, jam. Uh, so he's part of uh, what they're right. doing. I was and like, what does he sing
4: in the National Anthem for? Nets game?
3: Yeah, outside of that, he's got some to-be-announced dates in some place
4: around yeah, New I, York and Texas. I promise you, like, Edwin McCain is playing guitar for someone else.
2: He is at Silverado's on June the 4th. That's Casino, isn't it? Casino
3: yeah. touring, man. Good yeah. for them. There's a there's a, a whole business for them. So
2: there you go. There's your summer plans. Lose, thank you. See, judgment-free. Music is judgment-free. It, there was judgment all in that segment. The, all you did was judge the Backstreet Boys and Limp Bizkit. The weight room is judgment-free? No, it's the same thing. You and your crappy music. Would you I you judge ever, all that. Would you ever spar with Ben Ingram? Yeah, absolutely. That one I would do. Again, I wouldn't bench with Ben Ingram, but I would spar. I I'd, I'd love to get a good shot on Ben, by the way. Punch him right in his throat. Did you spar with me? Yeah, I'd spar with you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. we got to go over there. That'll do. I'm fine with that. Are you proud of me, by the way, that I kind of did like a puke and rally? Yes, you did. You bounced right back. By the way, that second segment, that second segment sucked. That was terrible because I was, you know, on the verge of throwing up. What happened is the last 45 seconds of that segment,
3: everything takes a downturn because your face is turning green. Well, no, the whole room started spinning, Yeah, your eyeballs, it was amazing how you locked in. Almost cross-eyed on the microphone, and I just thought, I think he's going to throw up. <laughs> like, it's, I think he's going to throw up. We better break here because
2: I think he's going to throw up. Yeah, just fast-forward through segment two. My bad, guys. For anybody
3: who is, um, I would say, whether you're a, a podcaster, you're an amateur broadcaster, you're just learning the ropes, maybe you're an intern, there's a really good rule called always record. Should have been always recording for when you started throwing up, because then then we could do it all over the fan everywhere else. I'm really I, always, glad you did. Always record.
2: All right, take us out. I don't know what to say. Don't do. Don't swallow, Vilo.
4: Hey, Matt. Guess what's in my hot tub? AIDS. I've got AIDS. I turned myself into a pickle, Morty.
2: Boom. Big reveal. I'm a pickle. What do you think about that? I turned myself into a pickle. What are you just staring at me for, bro? I turned myself into a pickle, Morty. And? And? What more do you want tacked onto this? I turned myself into a pickle and 9-11 was an inside job? Was it? Who cares, Morty? Global acts of terrorism happen every day. Uh, Here's something that's never happened before. I'm a pickle. I'm Pickle Rick!
0: (laughs) Oh, fuck. Follow the Podcast Park on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind-the-scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Podcast Park.